Blessings one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today we are going to talk about experiencing divine love. This is something that you hear me uh, mention a lot on the show, and today we're going to try to delve a little bit deeper into this subject and how we might experience that love for ourselves and in our lives. This is not an easy subject uh, to talk about or explain. It's easy in one aspect, but in the other it's difficult because it's hard for people to I think, grasp or put into practice how to experience divine love in their lives. And, you know, I think that's because it's been really confused in our minds over a number of years through what people say, through what certain gurus and spiritual teachers have taught Uh, what religious institutions have told us. You know, when you look at the gurus and spiritual teachers, they, they make it difficult. And I think this is why some people will say, well, I can't meditate. Well, I can't do that when it comes to any kind of focus on spiritual things because it's been so complicated by some teachers who maybe just want to sound overly complex or intelligent. You know, before you can even get into that meditative space or get into that mindset where you might touch the hem of the garment of divine love. You know, some people tell us, well, we got to open up the chakras. We have to focus on our breath. We have to color coordinate the chakras and the aura with all these colors that we have to visualize. We have to chant. We have to ground ourselves. We have to say certain prayers. We have to, you know, all these steps that by the time you actually get to the moment of meditating or focusing, your mind is is drifting all over the place. Because you had to take all of these steps that just seem kind of, you know, arduous to to take. And right on the other hand, you know, we have a lot of people that say we're unworthy. We can't experience divine love. You know, we're sinners. We're no good. I was listening to uh, a young gentleman on YouTube the other day. And... uh, I never watched anything by this uh, individual before. It was on a topic I was interested in. So I hit the play button and, uh, you know, started to listen. And he had some interesting things to say, but then he said some very bizarre things. And this is just an example of the things we hear that I think confuses our minds, confuses us spiritually, this individual was saying that we cannot have a relationship directly with God, that we can only have that relationship through Jesus. 
And that if we try to even speak to the Father or have any connection with him, just one-to-one, that Jesus hates this, (laughs) that it angers him. Uh, That just didn't sound right to me. Everything within me was screaming, man, you know, if all of us believe this, Uh, I think what a fix we would be in. So a lot of strange ideas and teachings and mental and spiritual gymnastics um, people teach us. And I think we just give up and say, "I I can't do that. You know, there's no way I can experience that. There's no way I can do that. Or I'm unworthy to do that. And I think we all need to just step away from those mindsets for a moment and maybe simplify our approach to God and to experiencing that divine love and peace in our lives. Now, when I talk about divine love, the best way I could describe it is in something I wrote a couple of years ago, another book that I'm slowly working on. Uh, Hopefully it'll get done one day. But I wrote in the first chapter of that book that the closest thing or the first time I really experienced the love of God was through the angel encounter that I had in my life. Because through that being, the love of God just flowed like oceans of love. And I described being in the presence of that love something to the effect of it's like all at once you feel at one with and a great love and compassion toward everything and everyone. And that love extends from the earth to the heavens, including God, Jesus, angels, saints, loved ones who may be in the heavenly realms. You just feel this great, for lack of a better word, universal love that connects you to everything. And it is so euphoric that even though you might be standing in a very familiar place, it's like you're seeing that place for the very first time through different and new eyes. 
It's a love you feel in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in every muscle, fiber, atom of your being. It is all-consuming. And you are literally just floating on a cloud. You are so peaceful, so happy, so joyous, so grateful. It's just the most wonderful feeling you could ever experience. And it goes beyond words to describe. And I wrote in that particular piece that that love doesn't need words to be expressed. You know and feel what the other person or the other being, the angel in this case, is thinking. You know what they're saying to you just by looking at you. That love says everything. I also went on to describe in that book that this kind of love you could very easily understand how in the realms of eternity that kind of love could be a tangible thing that could literally open up by catching one little fiber, one little shred of light of that kind of divine love could open up to you other infinite realities that would just go on and on and on, even through time and eternity, you'd never be able to explore them all. Because that kind of love just continues to create various realities and experiences. And it never stagnates. It never stops expanding and growing. And when you experience that kind of love, even for a couple of seconds or a minute, five minutes, or if you're fortunate enough to have uh, an extended period of time where you're just wrapped in that kind of love and you're just kind of floating through your day with this big smile on your face and this big smile inside of your heart, because you just feel so incredibly wonderful. Once you experience that for even just a moment, that is when you realize what's really important. And that all of the things in this world, all of the hatred, all of the fighting, all of the things that we worry about, all of the things that we allow to burden us, all of the things we allow to distract us, all of the things that this world tries to throw in our path to distract us from that heavenly reality while the world of matter just said, no, this is reality. This is what you have to deal with. This is the most powerful and daunting thing that you must face. You look at all that and you just realize it's nothing. 
it really is, as some people would say, just an illusion. It's smoke and mirrors that you just start to walk past and walk through. Because you start to realize at that, at that moment, even through that glass dimly, what the ultimate reality truly is and what it feels like. And it surpasses everything. And the odd thing about it is, well, I guess it isn't so odd. When you feel that kind of love, the first thing, one of the first things you think about and desire to do and be is to be a reflection of that kind of love to other people in this world. And then equally, most importantly, the second thing you want is for everybody in the world to experience it. Because you know this is the experience where lives are going to change. The world is going to change. People are going to change. We're going to look at ourselves. We're going to look at the world we live in, the way we live our lives. And we're going to say, how foolish is this? We're like mere infants in, the, in a playpen with all of these nonsensical toys that we bicker and fight over and cause all this drama and hatred and hurting of our fellow man and woman. And we start to realize that these toys aren't what's important. But in the same respect, we start to feel we have to be more responsible with those toys because that's a way of being a reflection of that love in other people's lives. If I have an abundance, I will give to you. If I have certain wisdom or experiences, I will share them with you. If you're having trouble, if you're feeling hurt, if you're feeling alone, if you have a challenge that you need somebody to lean on and help you through, you get to the point where you want to be the angel for other people. Now imagine what kind of world we would live in if everybody had that experience and everybody lived accordingly. Everybody made that kind of change in their lives. And now, sadly, I know that's probably impossible because there are just some people that even if they did feel it, they would say, oh, well, that was nice. But ultimately, they would reject the divine love for their own, you know, their own selfish uh, purposes and plans and schemes. But I truly feel that a majority of the people would embrace that experience and it would be incredibly incredibly life-changing. So now that we've discussed a little bit what divine love is and what it feels like, and even though I describe it in kind of a crude way because I'm a human being 
trying to describe something far beyond myself um, that just goes beyond human words and vocabulary to do so. But hopefully I've described it at least adequately enough that we can have an understanding of what it feels like, what it is, how it changes us. But now, here comes the more difficult part. How do we experience that in our lives? You know, I'm not special. I'm not some kind of a saint. I'm not some kind of a guru. You know, I can talk about, oh, yes, I've had this angelic experience and I've, you know, felt this incredible divine love. We can all do it. It's available to each and every one of us. We are all children of God. It doesn't make me special. It doesn't make me lucky. You know, I I honestly think that this experience opened up to me when I was, you know, a kid of 12 years old. But, you know, being a kid that had a lot of anxiety, a lot going on in my life, looking around me saying, why do people mistreat one another so badly? And, and having such a faith and a confidence in God. I think when I uttered that prayer literally from my heart and soul to said, God, help me, show me that there's love, show me that there's hope, show me that there's something beyond all this, that we're not just lost in this world of hating one another and fighting and insulting and treating each other in such a cruel way. I truly believe it was that innocent, heartfelt prayer that just caused heaven to move in my direction at that particular time. And I was very blessed uh, to have it uh, move in my direction uh, quite a few times after that. So I think number one, just from my own experience, you know, and even speaking of scriptures in the Bible, I think I think our confidence in God, our faith in God, is first and foremost to know that he's really there for us, that we can trust him, that we can lean on him. That's how I felt as a kid. I had absolutely no doubt at that time in my life that God was real, he was there, and he was there for me, and he would always look out for me. He was the best friend I ever had and ever will have. So I think getting to that kind of childlike faith, yes, God is God. God is so great. God is so big and awesome. But as Jesus said, entering the kingdom of heaven as little children, just having that childlike faith and confidence to say, man, he's got my back. And I don't doubt that for a minute. I think that's number one. I think number two is, of course, loving God. You know, we're not using him as a genie or using him to 
you know, give us something just because simply we want it. No, we want to experience divine love because we love God. That's number two. That's the most important thing, to love God as we would a dear friend, a family member, our very best friend. And when we reach out to God and say, God, I want more of you in my life. God, I want more of your love in my life. We're not doing it simply just to get something. We're doing it because we really want that. We want more of him in our lives. We want to feel him closer. Nothing is more important to us than having that experience. You know, we're not getting into a word of faith movement kind of mentality here where it's like, oh, press the magic button and, you know, God's going to give me uh, something fun and wonderful or money or this great little experience that I can run around and talk about and say, look how holy I am. No, that's, that's not it. You know, it's loving God as a dear friend and family member. And do excuse me if you hear my stomach growling in the background. I have a very sensitive mic hooked up right now. And uh, it's getting close to lunchtime. I'm pretty hungry. But uh, that being said, <laughs> let's sally forth. Uh, you know, believing in God, having confidence in God, having faith in God, but loving God. Just like that kind of person you love so much you just want them around because you just want to be with them. It doesn't matter what you're doing, going for a ride, sitting around talking, watching a movie, just being in the presence of that person, you are satisfied. They're there and that makes you happy and content. That is your heart's desire. We need that kind of love and desire toward God. Number three, get over the unworthiness. We're all imperfect. If we've done wrong things, if we've said bad things, if we really have remorse, just say, hey, God, I'm sorry. I don't want this to burden our relationship. You know, please forgive me. You know, God is forgiving. Just put it out there, mean it with your heart. You know, I don't want this to uh, be something that's between us or hinders you in my life in any way because of my foolishness and mistakes and bad decisions. I'm just sorry, please forgive me. And he will. Remember the Bible verse, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us believe that. He's not a monster. He knows our heart. If we're sorry, he knows it. So get rid of all the unworthiness and all that kind of crazy stuff that puts that big barrier between you and the love of God. And next, how do we experience that love of God? This is the part that's a little bit tricky because it's different for everybody. It can be through prayer, just asking God, 
I want more of you in my life. I want to feel more of your presence, more of your love, more of your light, more of your truth. I'm willing to lay down anything I think is truth. If I see that it is incorrect, I want you to take the wheel. I want more of you in my life. It can be through praise and worship, just praising God, worshiping God, how great he is. I love you, giving him all the love and gratitude and thanks and honor and worship and love in our hearts. We could do this just sitting in a chair. We could put on, uh, some people like to put on, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the gospel music or the spiritual music. Some people listen to instrumental music. Other people listen to, but you know, the praise music and they just praise God and thank him for his goodness and his love and his presence and how wonderful he is. It can come through meditation, just simply sitting down, closing our eyes and just focusing on that love of God that's actually and literally all around us and within us all the time. And you might even use your imagination to give yourself a little boost of what that love feels like so you can tune into it. I've heard people uh, say that for some, they think about the Christmas season, that magical light loving feeling that they have during the christmas season and they equate that to the love of god and they focus on that feeling all around them you know whatever if there's an event in your life a special day a memory from the past where you just felt that warm magical happy content uh kind of euphoric feeling of love and happiness just take that, just take the, the memory of that feeling and feel it all around you and within you and then just focus on it. That this is the beginnings of understanding what divine love feels like because that kind of love is a gift from God. It is uh, a part of divine love when God blesses us with, you know, something wonderful or you know, a wonderful event in our lives. Take the memory of that kind of love and euphoria and just focus on it. You're touching the hem of the garment. This is a little bit of what the love of God feels like. Now let me focus on that and trust in God to expand it to even deeper levels. Sometimes people like to Read and meditate on favorite Bible verses before they meditate. Uh, they'll just look up Bible verses that talk about the kingdom of God, the love of God, the presence of God. He will never leave us or forsake us. How merciful and kind and loving and how he never leaves us or forsakes us. You know, whatever energizes that kind of exciting wow feeling, God really does uh care about me. And some people use that as their form of meditation. They don't close their eyes. You don't have to focus, you know, on that feeling of love just by 
meditating on those scriptures and maybe thinking about that love that's all around you. That can open you up and bring that kind of love experience into your life. Another way to do it is through the angels. What are the angels? They're God's messengers. They're they're extensions of God. When we stand in the presence of an angel, we're standing in the presence of a being that is radiating the love of God, the light of God, and the will of God to us. So we can experience that love of God through the angelic beings, through the divine messenger. So we could ask, if we're so inclined, that the angels draw near to us, our own guardian angel, and help open us up to that kind of love in our lives. Ask our angels to shower us with divine love, to begin to show us what it feels like. And if you're blessed enough, sometimes people have an angelic encounter where they see an angel. Other times they just feel the presence of the angel around them, the peace, the love, just this incredible feeling of serenity and euphoria. Whether you see it, whether you feel it, man, then you've really touched the hem of the garment and uh, you know, you're blessed to have had that. So these are all ways that we can open ourselves up to experience that kind of life-changing divine love. And again, it's, it's different for everybody. What, what works for me may not work for the next person. We have to experiment with all these different ways that I've uh, just mentioned and see what opens up our faith, our heart our soul and just says I'm ready to receive it and it comes not because God's withholding it but because we need to open up to the experience remember the words of Christ he always said your faith made you whole so we have to have the faith we have to have that experience that knowing that it's there and we just open up to receive it it's like a flower opening up to receive the rays of the sun. And when you experience those rays, when you experience the rays of divine love, it is going to change everything forever. You will not see life the same. You will not see what's happening in our world the same, even with all this chaos that's going on right now. If it got 10 times worse, you would just have your peace. You would hold your peace because you know what the truth, you know what reality truly is. And these destructive, foolish, childish games that men play here in this physical world, it becomes so insignificant to you, so foolish to you, so unimportant in the big scheme of things that again, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, you just walk past it, walk through it, 
It's just smoke and mirrors. You know who you are. You know who your God is. You know where you're going. You know where you are returning to when you leave this world. So all of this isn't so scary. It does become kind of like watching a bunch of angry children in the sandbox beating up one another over the plastic shovel and pail. Certainly, you will desire to help and be that reflection of divine love and desire those children in the sandbox to experience the divine love for themselves. But what those children are doing that might be violent or destructive or mean or hateful or immature, it doesn't move you, it doesn't scare you, it doesn't frighten you. It doesn't make you have those moments, oh my God, you know, what if you're okay? It really just changes everything. I really hope you got something out of this podcast today. I hope it was helpful to someone out there. I really do appreciate you listening. It is always very much appreciated and very much a blessing uh, for those of you that take the time to listen. Every time I put out a show, I really do appreciate it. If you ever have any questions or comments, uh, please feel free to email me at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. My email will be in the podcast description below. I'm always open, you know, talking to people or uh, taking show suggestions. If there's something uh, someone would like me to do a show about, uh, this is kind of like an interactive community, you know, where we're all just coming together around this awesome idea of the infinite journey. So thank you again for listening. I wish you peace, blessings, health, and safety. Walk in love, strive for divine love, and I will see you next time here on the Infinite Journey Podcast.